Okay. Well, we're on to episode three. How are you doing today? I had a hard day. This morning I woke up feeling very stressed out. Not anxious. I've been having a pretty chill day, but just tense. But you know what I did? I went for a drive. I got a chicken burger and some Starbucks. And I put some alcohol in that Starbucks <laughs> when I got home. Listened to some music. Screamed to the music. Like scream sang. And I got it out of me. And I'm feeling much better now. Sometimes all you need is just some alone time, you know? But I realized in the first couple episodes that I haven't really told you a lot about myself. Except for the fact that I had a first episode of Psychosis a couple years ago. So I want to start off by telling you some facts about me because I never really took into consideration that some people who come across this podcast won't even know who I am. So a few fun facts about me. My name is Shayna. I'm 24 years old. I'll be 25 this year. I am a student. I am studying to be a mental health and addictions counselor through Humber College at the moment. I'm doing it fully online. Not only because coronavirus, but also because I've done three years of college in class full-time already, and I just didn't want to do it anymore. So I decided to do the online last April is when I started. So I'm coming up to a year. I'm almost finished. After this semester, I'll have two more left. And after that, I hope to become a counselor and also pursue my public speaking career a little bit further. Right now, I'm just doing it as volunteer work and... I get, I've gotten paid for it a couple times, but it's mostly just volunteer, and I would love to expand it and, you know, tra- do a bit of traveling and do some motivational speaking and continue with the podcast, see where this goes. I have a little dog. He's seven months old. He's a pain in my butt, but I love him. He's so full of energy. Oh, my goodness. His name is Miles. He has his own Instagram if you want to follow him. It's naked.miles. <laughs> I love that I can get so excited over little tiny things because it makes life so much more happy. But anyways, this podcast is going to be a little bit different because the past two, I had a plan. I wanted to tell you my story, my lived experience with mental health. But for the podcasts going forward, I wanted to be a bit more relaxed. I have had a little bit of vodka, so I'm feeling a little bit more relaxed. So please join me if you want. Have a drink. Or have a smoke, you know, whatever you're into. (laughs) No judgment here. But an abundance of you wanted to talk about overthinking today and living in the present. And to worry less and to stress less. And some coping skills that I use. And I have so many of them, so I figured why not share them with you. I really enjoyed this so far. At first I thought I'd be too awkward to talk, but it's at least better than having like a YouTube channel where you have to worry about what you look like. Or at least I would worry about what I look like. You don't have to, but you know what I mean? I tried to create a YouTube channel a couple years ago, and I couldn't. Like, I could not. Like, the angles. I have this double chin. (laughs) And even when I was 80 pounds in the hospital, I still had it. I don't know why it makes me so self-conscious, but... That's one of the things I overthink about is when I'm taking a video or a picture, I'm like, oh, get my double chin out of there. So having this podcast is kind of nice. I'm literally sitting in my car. I've got camo pants on and a big baggy sweater and I'm just sitting here by myself with my drink and I don't have to worry about what I look like or 
anything. It's perfect. So I guess we should jump right into the topic of overthinking and living in the present, which is so hard to do, by the way. It definitely comes and goes and I'm hold on to it, but I don't think it's something that you can have too much control over because your mind is so powerful. So don't beat yourself up if you're not able to live in the moment and stop overthinking like that. It's going to take some time. That being said, I'm I'm not a professional. I'm just a student. I want to share my experiences with you. Obviously, I can't control how you perceive what I'm saying and what you take out of it and what you do with my messages, but this isn't intended to serve like as a like serve in the place of you working with or consulting with a mental health professional. I'm not a mental health professional. You know, some of the things I'm going to talk about, I've learned from being in counseling for years, but this is just my one perspective and my one perception of life and how I live it happily. So please, if you are looking for advice and you're looking for help, talk to your doctor. I'm going to link some good resources below that have to do with what I went through. So if you're if you went through something similar like psychosis like I did, then you can maybe look up some of the things that I did. And I'm going to share with you some info that I think is worth sharing, but my intentions are not to teach or preach or be a solution for you. This is purely just my experiences and what I went through and what I what helps me cope every day. So take it very lightly. Like I said in the last episode, grain of salt. I hope you enjoy what I have to say. And I hope you use this time for yourself just to sit and listen and have a drink, whether that be water or wine or vodka or Starbucks or whatever the hell you want to drink. But man, am I excited to talk about this stuff. So first things first, you ever find yourself being so worried about what other people think that you you let it control your decisions, like day-to-day decisions? Like, I used to be in this bad, repetitive cycle of texting at least three friends every time I had to make decisions. Say, is this a good thing that I'm doing? Should I do this? And then I watched this TikTok. I've been into TikTok a lot this whole pandemic. But I watched this TikTok, and it was this woman realizing that she has consulted at least one of her friends every single time she's had a life decision for as long as she can remember. And she was sitting there, like, dumbfounded, like, oh, my gosh of all my decisions been filtered through my friends and it's so true you don't even think about it you just kind of ever since I was I could remember I've been sending my friends pictures of what I want to post on Instagram before I actually post it or with jobs I'm like should I do this should I quit my job should I take this job or should I do this should I do that should I go back to school but eventually I push all those opinions and I I very value those opinions I appreciate people caring enough to you know worry about if I'm making the right decisions or not. But at the end of the day, if you think you trust yourself enough and you have this intuition that you should do something, but you want to ask a couple people first, don't do it and see how liberating it is. Because I swore, oh man, like the first time I just did it the other day. Like this is also new, but I literally did the other day. I posted it on Instagram. I didn't tell anyone I was going to post it. I didn't ask anyone if I should post it. I just did. And it felt good. I was like, yeah, I don't need anyone help. One thing about the older generation is they have this idea of what success looks like in their eyes. Like I love all of the older generation in my family, but when I tell them, oh, I'm serving part-time, I'm going to school, they're like, well, you should probably get a full-time job nine to five with benefits instead of serving because you don't get benefits when you're serving. You know, job with a pension is better. And 
yeah, I mean, benefits are great. You don't have to pay as much up front. But right now, I'm doing this podcast. I'm in school. I'm serving. Right now, I'm laid off work because of the pandemic, but hopefully I can go back soon. But for right now, this is what I need to be doing. Like, if I tried to do school, this podcast, have a little bit of a social life as much as you can in the pandemic, and do a 9-to-5 job, I would be burnt out and I would risk myself going back into a psychosis and and that's in the situation where I know it's best for me and less stress is better for me I know a lot of people work well on a busy schedule and I do too don't get me wrong but I also need to make sure that I'm I have that time to check in with myself and if I need the rest I have time to rest and with serving I can work three, four shifts a week, and then pick up shifts if I can, if I am free. But it's also, it's not eight-hour shifts, those four, three or four days. It's four to five-hour shifts, and that works for me. And I take pride in my work. I work hard, and I do well for myself. I You see it in the tips, and I might not be making minimum wage. Even I make server wage each hour, but that's what works for me, and that's okay. So when I have those older influences coming to me and saying, well, you know, who's hiring is this factory or this plant, eight to 12 hour shifts, I say, I've got it under control. And I smile and I nod. I've got it under control. Don't worry. I'm happy. I have a job and I like my job and I'm doing other things too. And it gives me the flexibility to do those things. I've got it under control. Don't beat yourself up. Like, if you've got all these people coming at you with their opinions, of course they do. They care about you. They want, they think that they're helping, but you know what's best for you. And be proud. And be. Where did the idea come from that, like, being successful was married, have a career, kids, have a bunch of money, house by a certain age? I thought I wanted that. I thought I wanted the happy marriage, kids, house, in the country. And I still do want that eventually. It still sounds nice to me, but not yet. I thought for sure, I was like, once I get a house, I'll be happy. But what I find, what I was doing is I would fantasize and imagine the future to ignore what was happening in the present, which doesn't make sense because how do you achieve your future goals? You're working on them in the present. You never know until you try things out. And if you have a plan that's so far in the future, that this goal, and goals are good to have, but I've realized for me, goals aren't the healthiest thing because what I do is I fixate on it and then I'm not happy and I'm not calm until I achieve it. And what I've also realized is once I achieve a goal, I don't give myself time to celebrate and like bask in it. I immediately, once I've achieved a goal, I'm on to the next one. Like, I need to always be having something to look forward to, which is so exhausting. Like, I don't give my brain time to rest. So what do we overthink about? Personally, I, I overthink about, generally, money, relationships, work. That's pretty much it. You have to stop judging yourself and putting yourself under a microscope 24-7. Enjoy the ride and see where the waves take you. If someone is giving you unsolicited advice, I want you to confidently say to them, I've got it under control, and smile proudly. The present is the only thing that exists. The past is over, and the future hasn't happened yet, and the present will become the past in a blink of an eye. So you better embrace every cringy moment of it. It's going to be okay. 
laugh at yourself. I don't even know where I'm going to be in five years. And I don't want to know. I'm more interested in the mystery of the journey. That literally just saying that right now gets me so excited. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to be in a month. Probably in the same place because it's, you know, lockdown and a pandemic. I'm watching the snow fall down and there's no wind and it's just fluttering and falling at its own pace. And I'm just so grateful to be sitting here and I'm staring at the trees and the icicles <laughs> and I'm getting emotional. I don't take anything for granted. So it's not until you start asking yourself what sets your soul on fire instead of what does society say I should be doing. That's when the serious magic happens. If I hadn't started asking myself the questions that I wouldn't, then I wouldn't have figured out what really excites me. Traveling, building a tiny home, spreading love and happiness to you, creating a podcast to help you live happily. Things come and go and accepting that and letting it be the way it is. <sighs> that's how you let that weight get lifted off your shoulders. In regards to money, this was one thing that I was so hard on myself for. And it's weird because I'd be hard on myself about it, but then I would also say, well, I'm not in debt, so I'm grateful for that. And I don't have to be so hard on myself because I'm not in debt. But it's like I was only getting halfway there. But for some reason, I had this idea in my head that in order to be successful, I needed a huge nest egg. I needed a huge savings. But when I tell you this pandemic hit and I watched my bank account go down near to zero, I was so upset with myself, but I cherish the money that I have right now and I'm going to stop spending it. I have stopped spending it crazily. I'm financially sound and that is okay for me. That makes me happy. So that was a big weight lifted off my shoulders. Like no one else sees my bank account but me. So I don't know why I used to be so hard on myself because and worried what other people would think about how much money I had because no one saw. Like I could literally tell people I have I have $60,000 in my account. No one would know because no one can see it. If you have just enough to get by, be proud of yourself. Another thing. Oh my gosh. Okay. I was thinking about this the other day. So I overthink. I don't right now. Right now I'm pretty good. I'm living in the moment. I haven't really thought about anyone but myself. Like about what others think of me. I haven't. But for the sake of this video... For the sake of this podcast, not video, I dated this guy a long time ago, like before my psychotic episode. And when I tell you, <laughs> I would, okay, before we go to bed, I would stay at his house. Before we would go to bed, I would chew a piece of gum and just enough that it like wasn't hard anymore. And I would stick it with my tongue up between my teeth, up between my like top gums and teeth so that in the morning I wouldn't have morning breath. <laughs> um hazard like I could have choked I could have died all so he wouldn't smell my morning breath that he had too but I cared so much about what he thought and I was so in my head about it and I loved this boy like I was in love with him and I don't even think I ever told him like I and uh, I was just so caught up in it like I didn't even get to enjoy it I enjoyed our relationship or whatever it was, as much as I could, but I was so worried about what he thought and what other people thought, 
that I literally risk my life by sticking gum in my mouth and fell asleep. Like, they literally warn you about that stuff. Like, don't put a cigarette in your mouth while you sleep because it'll cause a fire. And don't chew gum and fall asleep because you'll choke. Like, I literally could have choked and died because I was worried about my morning breath. Like, are you kidding me? Don't let it do that. So, um, back to cognitive behavioral therapy, what I'm learning in school. And I've actually taken cognitive behavioral therapy and counseling, too. I've practiced it. Um, It teaches you how your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors work together. It also teaches skills like problem solving, realistic thinking, stress management, relaxation. But But like I said, I'm not a professional. I just wanted to share that with you a little bit about CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. I think medication is very good for people that are struggling, but also CBT I had really, really, really bad anxiety a couple of years ago. I couldn't go to the grocery store anymore. Like, I would not. I would just eat out fast food all the time. Or if my mom or friends were going to the grocery store, I'd ask them to pick me up a couple of things. I just couldn't go. Like, to me, when I'd walk in there and I'd see all those people and they were coming towards me. Have you ever seen the movies where it's, like, first-person view? They were, like, they told their head, they look, and people are coming at them. They're, like, ah, ah, ah freaking out that's how I was in the grocery store I just couldn't go and I would cry like I'd break down and I have to leave so eventually I talked to my doctor and he got me in with a counselor at my doctor's office but it just shows you how powerful your thoughts are and you can't let it control you you cannot CBT and how to deal with anxiety she said to me anxiety isn't something that needs to be taken away completely anxiety is good she used the analogy of a a fire alarm a smoke alarm like in your house and we talked about and she said imagine a smoke alarm going off when you don't need it to you wave a towel and you get it to stop but imagine if there was an actual fire you would want that smoke alarm to go off you wouldn't want it to be shut off so think of that as your anxiety you don't need your anxiety to go off when there's no fire But when there is fire, you need that anxiety. So being able to control it in situations that it doesn't need to appear is ideal. So she said, next time I go to the grocery store, go to like a 24-hour one, like Wabla's, and go at like a less busy time. So I started going at like 11 p.m. at night, and there was no one in the store, and I felt so happy. And then I was more comfortable going, and I made a list. So whenever I was started to get anxious I would forget everything right like I'd leave the store with only two things and I forgot all the things that I actually needed to go for so what I did was I wrote a list and I said to myself okay if I only get halfway through this list it's fine I'll go sit in the car I'll bring home a couple days I'll come back for the rest it's fine just whatever whatever I can do I wasn't hard on myself so when we were in our session she asked me she was like why do you get so anxious and I said well it seems to me like when these people are walking towards me that they're coming right at me and I'm freaking out and she's like okay so what do you realize about these other people think about it what are these other people in there to do like, okay um these other people are also there to grocery shop and she was like yeah they're doing the same thing as you they're not even looking at you they're probably looking past you to what's behind you on the shelf don't worry about the other people so I was like, oh, okay. So when I go into the grocery store, I have my list. And even if I'm in there for 15 minutes, I'm a fast shopper, people. Let me tell you, in and out. So when I go into the grocery store, I have my list. And if I start to feel overwhelmed because people are coming at me a little too fast, I think to myself, okay, 
these people are doing exactly what I'm doing. They're shopping for things they need. They're not here to hurt me. They're not here to judge me or look at me. It's okay. And now whenever I feel anxious, I say out loud and it's less weird because we have masks on. I'll whisper myself and I say, I'm feeling a little anxious. Let's calm it down. Let's take control of it. I say this to myself. I do. Yeah, a little anxious here. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, and I stick to my list. I'm like, okay, what do we next? And I try and remember that these other people are here to shop just like I am. There's no need to freak out. And I did it. And I can do it now. I can grocery shop and I'm so proud of myself. But I know that this won't be forever. These coping skills I'll need to keep with me in my back pocket until the day I die. And that is okay. I'm so not ashamed of it. The first light bulb moment I had was when I realized the key to ridding yourself of self-stigma is to be confident, not ashamed of what you had been through, hence being happily mental. When I tell you, be a badass, feel you're a badass, and other people will also think you're a badass. I spent the first four months in recovery feeling so ashamed that I was in recovery and so ashamed that I was taking the time to work on myself. And then I went back to school full time with other classmates and I was hiding the fact that I was going to counseling. I would be like, oh, I'm just going to the health food store downtown. I'm definitely not going to the hospital for a psychiatry appointment. No. But then fast forward a few more years, I would say to people, yeah, I went through this really hard time. Have you ever heard of psychosis? And they'd be like, no. And I'd say, well, let me tell you, I had a lot of like delusions. I was very delusional and I smoked too much weed for what I was able to smoke. And you never know what can happen, right? And because you are more confident and you sound more confident and you have knowledge about it, people aren't going to judge you for it. Because if you say, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. I went through this time. I was so crazy. People are going to be like, yeah, that is crazy. No, it, it, it isn't. Be kind to yourself. Be nice to yourself, okay? Another thing I do to stay in the moment and stop overthinking is I draw. I've recently been drawing in this bullet journal. It's like a bunch of pages that have little dots on them for like geometric purposes, I suppose. But I've been drawing pineapples and strawberries and they have little smiley faces on them. and They're so cute. So pick a little hobby. Pick something that doesn't involve your phone or a TV. That's mindless. Anyways, hopefully I've said enough to inspire you to take some time for yourself and stop worrying about what other people think. Because you deserve it and you've earned it. And I'm proud of you. And as always, send me a message. Tell me what you think. I'm so excited to post this. Just be grateful because you don't know when it's going to be over. And I truly believe when we are done here on Earth, there is going to be more. There's going to be a different universe. There's going to be a different dimension that we're going to enter. Not into our physical body, because our physical body stays here. But when I tell you, I don't think we're done. I think we're here to learn lessons. And if we don't learn them now, we're going to come back and reincarnate and learn another lesson. So do what you can. And don't feel so much pressure. Before I go, I wrote this thing the other day. And I was going to post it on Instagram, but I didn't because I thought it was silly. But I'm going to say it to you right now. Because I wrote it, and I'm proud of it, and it's cute. So I'm going to say it. Life is made up of a bunch of little or big choices that we make. We as in ourselves. It's fun because all of the possibility we actually have. Choices aren't and shouldn't be easy to make. Give them a little thought. Not too much, though. 
Because if you fail or just realize it's not the right choice, take a step back and choose again. And if it's not that easy, what's the rush? You have the rest of your life to figure it out. So have fun, okay? What are you going to do for yourself? What one thing? Take yourself out on a date. What is it? Are you going to get dressed up really cute and go get a coffee? Are you going to go for a walk? Are you going to go for a walk in the woods? Are you going to start drawing? Are you going to start journaling? My fave. What are you going to do for yourself? Tell me. Go to my Instagram. Message me. What's one thing that you've been wanting to do for yourself? But maybe you thought it was too selfish or you don't have time. Let me know. Because I am curious and I miss social interaction. Like, remember when you go to the mall and there's a bunch of people? Yeah, I don't remember either. So send me a message because I miss talking to people. And I appreciate you if you've listened this far. I hope you know how special you are. Well, my friend, I had a cute little ending, but of course I still don't know how to edit. So I somehow deleted it. So I'm jumping on before I post this to say goodnight. And thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you next week. Bye.